0: Young black young black a young black 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 equestrian 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 Equestrian. black
1: equestrian Equestrian Black Equestrian
0: Equestrian Black Equestrian I'm a young black
1: equestrian
0: I am a young black equestrian Hey everybody welcome to another episode of young black equestrians with your hosts abriana johnson and caitlin gooch today we have avery jackson here with us who has i've been stalking him on instagram for quite some time and we've been like hey we got a podcast we got a podcast here's the link here's the link to sign up and he's like yeah 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 and then finally <laughs> we got yeah. him on here yes i'm so excited avery is at wild talk but it's how the do you spell is it yeah the a is a v yeah i wasn't sure if there was an i but yes there is a w-i-l-d-t-v-l-k yep. on instagram and your work is amazing but we'll get we'll get into that we'll talk about your yourself and then your horses first so, briefly, tell us about yourself. Where you're located, and the horses you have.
2: Um, okay, so I'm originally from Des Moines, Iowa. Um, I was born and raised there, um, and then I went to school in Atlanta, and I lived in Atlanta for like seven and a half, eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, I actually just came back after a year was worth of living on the road, doing the wild talk work. Um, I just came back to Iowa to help take care of my grandma. And I have uh, my first personal mount. Um, her name is Lady. Uh, I call her My Old Lady. Her name is Blackhearts Misty. And she's an 18-year-old training project um, that was on her way to the sale barn. But um, I, ju- I just knew she had so much more in her <laughs> and that she deserved to have access to. So that is me in a gist.
0: Oh, that's so precious. You, like, saved her from... Oh well, you said sale barn, so it wasn't like a slaughterhouse, was it?
2: Not necessarily, but the people who are going to sale barns up here are mm-hmm. not necessarily looking for like prospects.
0: <laughs> right, mm-hmm. right, right. That makes sense. So, how did you get into horses in the first place?
2: Um, you know, it was it was born in me. <laughs> you know, I say that to start. It was definitely born in me. Um. And then, you know, while I was younger, I took lessons here and there. But growing up in the Midwest, you know, you don't really, you don't really see black people doing much, but you definitely don't see them like riding horses
3: mm-hmm. and
2: not coming from um, like my parents, not necessarily being a part of the horse culture. They didn't really know how to support a kid who wanted to be in it. Um, and so I got more aggressively into it when I went to Atlanta and found like a crew riding with um, And then from there, you know, the rest is history. I just took it more seriously and kind of just invested in my craft.
3: Mm
2: Yes. Yeah. But I will say, I will say, actually, when I, um, probably like two years ago, I found out that my, the last enslaved ancestor I have on my paternal side was, um, he was an enslaved person in Kirksville, Missouri. And he, on his job on the plantation was the horse wrangler. And he it's actually documented in his obituary when he left the plantation that he left with his horse and his hat, so you know I really think it's in me, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, did you like go through like an ancestral tree situation, like figuring out uh,
2: uh, my, family, my family um has started doing some of it, and mm-hmm. so um it would just it just happens that um his obituary is published in a newspaper that we were able to like find, you know, and it had a picture of him as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um and I, I I there's some some complications I think was why it was published in the obituary. He was actually, you know, remained on the plantation for like fourteen years after the Emancipation Proclamation. Mm-hmm. So it's likely that and they, but they in the obituary they said he was a willing servant. So I'm like it, it kind of c- could have been like a cover up, you know. So
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool though. I've always wanted I wanted to do that, but I've heard so many stories. I'm just like, I'm not ready yet.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's heavy work. It's heavy work.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, tell us about Wild Talk and what? How did you even get started on that journey?
2: Uh, so Wild Talk, um, so Wild Talk initially started as so the background. What what does Wild Talk mean? So Wild Talk actually is a charge, um, that um, a lot of black people were charged with when they during like the southern lynching culture. And, um, you know, I was just doing some research just around like trying to understand, you know, our own cultural makeup and in um, the ways that we've kind of been subjected to policing and how that's regulated, the things that we're interested in or not interested in. And I found out there was this charge um, called Wild Talk. And I'm like, what is Wild Talk? And it was actually like talking wild was the act of like, disobeying what you knew were the rules for that given moment. Um, Even, you know, even though they were the rules, you chose not to to follow them. And like, a lot of them, the descriptions were like, whistling at white women, or looking a white man in the eyes, um, leaving work before you got approval, you know. Um, And so I really resonated with this like spirit that we don't actually get told about history around, you know, us still choosing our integrity and still choosing to do what we wanted to do. You know, like, even though there was this, completely messed up, like legal structure and physical reality, we still, you know, took control of our own autonomy. Um, so that's the name of Wild Talk. And so I kind of like, put that name onto my own journey to um, just sharpen my, my gifts and my life work um, by doing what it is that I wanted to do. Because I feel like if you do what you want to do, if you do what, you know, brings you pleasure, if you do what you are feel called to do, then mm-hmm what you're supposed to do is revealed to you. And so to me, that was, and I was, listen, I found wild talk, found the concept of that all while like working with horses, like being in a round pen thinking like, wait a minute. <laughs>
3: um,
2: and so then it led me to a year's worth of like, I, I quit my job. <laughs> uh, Cause that was not the work I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, quit my job. I mean, it was adjacent maybe, but not the work I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, quit my job and moved into my car um, and spent a year just like traveling the South, going to different farms, black farms, um, just trail rides, like just being out there doing the things that I really want to do. Um and the rest is kinda history. And now Wild Talk has, you know, really shaped into not only a platform to like tell our stories, but a platform and a creative like impact firm to use stories to, you know, make change, you know, as a mechanism for designing change and designing projects and evaluating um just like where we are.
0: Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> what was that process like? Because I tell you, I say I'm gonna quit my job every week.
3: Yeah.
0: here. <laughs> um, what, what kind of did it for you? Like that decision? I'm, I'm out of here and yeah. I'm gonna into my car.
2: Um, so I was only at the job for like six months. <laughs> uh, I was there for like six months. Um, but I had, uh, for like the last five years, I've been doing like independent consulting work in Atlanta, um, just like with different like impact, um, strategies, whether it was with like businesses or nonprofits. Um, and so I had kind of left that a little bit to take on this job, um, which was like, uh, was working with, for a social justice foundation mm-hmm. that was actually rooted in pulling resources to the, to the rural South. Um, but their analysis kind of just wasn't matching with what I was trying to be on. Um. And I think it was when I started like, when I started doing the things that I knew I needed to do, like I, that I actually knew were the best practices or things that brought me joy and it became conflict with the job. I was like, okay, you're right. I ain't going to fight you. You know, like <laughs> y'all can have it. Because um, I realized I was spending more energy trying to convince people of my value or like of my my passions and my desires and legitimize some things i wanted to do than actually investing in my craft and i'm like oh y'all slow me down i'm trying to get to the land okay i'm trying to like get my own land and i can't be caught up in stuff that i'm not supposed to be doing um and so i would say it was definitely like spending time with horses and being affirmed every like very often like this is what you're supposed to be doing this is what you're supposed to be doing um and then being taken out of that to go back to like work to survive and i was just like okay you believe if, you, if I believed in myself enough to actually think that my dreams were accomplishable, then I'm like I need to just take the step and do it, and so I did it. And everybody's not necessarily willing to live in their car, which I understand. But I'm, you know, I'm the kind of person that's like I like adventure, you know. So,
0: hmm Mm-hmm. All that is so admirable. Mm-hmm. All my critters. I mean, I got a big car, but we all can't go.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's real. That was a hard decision. I did have to leave my dog behind mm-hmm. for a year but mm-hmm. back now.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. What kind of dog do you have?
2: Um, He's a Boston Terrier, Miniature Pinscher Mix. Um
0: Aww.
2: Yeah, in his mind, he's like full-size Doberman. Um, and
3: so Next we just let place. him live.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what are some of the challenges that you face on your journey for Wild Talk?
2: Um, I would say... Uh, I, I actually did a live session this weekend. That was when one of the questions people were where they asked me and I wasn't prepared to answer, but I would say that honestly the biggest challenge has been getting over my own like self doubt and insecurities. Um, and you know, I, a lot of times like it's easy for us to like hype up other people. Like you better chase your dreams. You know, you, you are worthy. You know, you, you deserve that. Um, yes. but, but as soon as it comes to practicing that for ourselves, it gets to be a little challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I kind of just like being a sociologist, like and like really being critical of how our where how our culture is the way it is. um, I realized like that's by design, you know, like by design, particularly like black folks who are spending time in the South. Like we're not necessarily being shaped to believe in ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like our everyday reality isn't telling us that the things that we want to see happen are possible. Um, And so I constantly just have to do the work around like no actually you can it's okay for you to like hype yourself up like it's okay for you to like not second guess yourself um and then the other thing that i would say would uh, it it hasn't necessarily been a huge challenge but it's been something that i've had to work on in myself um it's just like the gender dynamics you know like um not even just like southern culture but like in general like mainstream culture um, is not always open to like gender expansiveness and gender fluidity and i identify as a non-binary person and mm-hmm. so i just kind of really take it up um i mean it, it's i grew up around like people who don't understand me so i, I don't have the same kind of challenges that other people may have mm-hmm. um and i'm i've come from a really strong like close-knit family um, but I would definitely say it's a it it is a challenge, you know, building relationships with people um and then I so you know, at some point we had a conversation about gender because you know, I don't necessarily uh, subscribe to like traditional expectations of how a male body person supposed to navigate the world um, but you know, in the horse world it's it it it's like give or take, I guess
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah we've had um or I've heard a lot of um I guess input on that Um, just because we've been kind of like doing the whole diversity on horseback Mm -hmm. hashtag, I guess, but just kind of topic period. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, that can be, it's not just racial, you know, that can be in any way, shape or form. And I know some of the people that have come in contact with us or have reached out to us have done so not because they were black but just because they were like hey you know i see what you are doing and i want to kind of use the model of you know just empowerment for the diversity within myself whatever it may be you know Mm -hmm. and so i i can definitely appreciate that on the whole spectrum of Mm -hmm. diversity
2: yeah and i would say i would say too i don't um i think black oh no not i think i know that being black and like gender expansive and having like you know falling with on the, the sexuality spectrum is very much different than like not being not black and something else you know so like right for me my my um my gender identity isn't a huge part of it's, it's more a big deal to somebody else than it is for me you know right. like mm-hmm. and so for me it's more of like my gender identity Un- deconstructing kind of how people receive me less about trying to change how people see me um, mm-hmm. which I know is yeah which is why I think horse culture is something that I find home in because it's really I mean people especially in Atlanta the experience is like you are who you are if you know what you're talking about <laughs> can you, you ride? ride
3: yeah
0: we can ride. you ride <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters can right. you run the pattern <laughs> right all right. So, how has kind of being in the horse world affected your life in general? I mean, obviously, you got wild talk, but kind of in a broader sense.
2: Um. So, I would say one um, horses definitely gave me permission to like do my work. You know, um, it did. Like, I yeah, this gave me permission to to believe in what I actually thought was possible and like go after it, um, just by building up my own confidence and building up my own like skill set. And then I would say, you know, I I consider horses as medicine, you know, like, just like, you know, people call, you know, tea is medicine, herbs are medicine, horses are very much medicine. Um, And I think just being in constant cultivation and relationship with the medicine, like, you're always transforming. And so it's just really changed the way I'm able to show up in the world, show up in my relationship with my family, my relationships, you know, with business, with work. Um, And to me, it makes things more worthwhile. Like I'm more, I'm more willing now to maybe go work a job. I don't want to work, you know, if that means I get off and I'm going to my horse, you know, so, but I think finding that thing has been super relieving for me. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: I can understand that cuz lord when i get to work i'm like i i'm not doing no extra <laughs> it's definitely a challenge
3: <laughs>
0: so what what vision do you have for wild talk in the future i mean i know you, you said it's an impact firm um what does that mean and where do you see it going
2: yeah so um as like a storyteller and someone who does culture work you know, it's not often that um, we are resourced to do our work, you know, it's more like that's like our side gig, like we make art and create stuff as, Mm -hmm. you know, our side hustle. Mm -hmm. And so for me, Wild Talk is um, a a firm that one demonstrates, I'm demonstrating by myself right now, what it looks like for creatives to believe in our skills, you know, um, and turn them into like business, you know, and like, because what we offer is, critical to not only just like make people feel good but actually to like designing things that are impactful. Um, when I think about my work as a storyteller um, and so I, I've been able to frame it in a way that yes I, I I love not only just like telling visual narratives but just like piecing together and understanding stories as it is and being able to like um, communicate that to someone else so that someone feels seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also is a critical, storytelling is a critical um, tool to, like, impact change, you know, and to to evaluate the impact that we've had and to design um, for more impact or greater impact. Uh, and so being able to pair my, like, background in, like, consulting and um, just, like, independent contracting with, like, my creative, like, passions has created so many opportunities for me and so the idea is that Wild Talk, it will be a firm, an agency that, you know, creatives and cultural workers and storytellers can come and get sharpened on what our work is. Um, and then we can be paired with businesses, projects, organizations who need our skills to do good work um, to sustain our lives.
0: That is like, you were speaking a, a sermon to me right now. <laughs> because I... I I can resonate with that a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Caitlin,
1: did you have any questions for him? Oh, I want to just blow the what? Back. Um I know you said you just got oh, no, hold on. My
2: bad.
1: <laughs> You just got um your horse lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you plan on doing with her? Did you say?
2: Um, so am I I have trained horses before. Um I've trained quite a few horses, but most of them have been like younger horses and they're other people's horses and so my main intention with um, even just getting my own personal horse was to be able to sharpen my own craft as a trainer and like as a horseman and so you know one she's 18 and green you know nobody's really looking for an 18 year old green horse mm-hmm. um, but um, just like knowing my own limitations and skill sets I'm like if I'm going to get a horse that's going to teach me as much as it can teach me about training let me get an 18 year old mayor <laughs> you know who people don't want to ride because she acts a little too crazy <laughs> um she's already
0: got her her habits her yeah, personality she
2: got, it, she got it figured out she got the whole world figured out already um and so mainly that's my main intention is just like me to teach her so that she can relieve herself of some of the like fear of the world and for her to teach me so i can be better at my craft as like someone who works intense to horses mm-hmm. um and then you know we probably will she's super athletic um and she's so far she's loving the barrels so we might run barrels here and there mm-hmm. um but i really just want to be able to um be visible in community on a horse um and be visible in community riding a horse correctly you know like a horse that is like movement moving really intelligently um and who has like proper muscle development um, not just, like, sitting on a horse and, like, being out at the park, kicking it, you know, when the horse is miserable.
1: Yeah. That is weird. How do you plan on um, documenting this journey?
2: Yeah. Um, that's the question I'm always battling is, like, how do I tell my own story, right? Um, I started to kind of just, like, break down the, the like, Instagram wall and just, like, post some stuff here and there. Um and I've, some people have kind of got me thinking about maybe doing a YouTube series just because there's not that many of us on YouTube with horses.
0: Yeah, there, there are some up there. <laughs> there's,
2: there's uh, so I'm thinking about doing that. Um, but I like, I, I'm, I, I'm a perfectionist sometimes. And so it's really hard for me to just like do something. So I'm like, okay, I need a whole team, you know, before
0: I can... I feel play. like we're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm like, why do I feel like he's
3: talking
1: to me?
2: Yeah, so it's, um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to definitely start posting more stuff on Instagram um, because I also want to diversify the kinds of um, riding that Black people are being seen do, like, especially in this moment, you know, this, like, trend of, like, cowboy culture, it, you know, <laughs> but there's like. Mm, everything don't need to be on camera you know like everything we do it don't need to be replicated you know (laughs) um and so i want to be able to show uh like not only just like a healing approach but like a spiritual approach to working with horses um that we don't actually see a lot of black people engaging in publicly Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and that's why i love nishan period like (laughs) he is so you know even in our episode like he kind of started off like kind of you know just working into it and i'm like oh my god he's such a nice guy (laughs) and then you could tell he got so passionate about it and i'm like okay there it is there it is but even in his videos he is so cool calm and collected and that's usually the opposite of what i am when i'm on the horse but (laughs) i have been working on that um and he's just so, like, not what you usually see. And I feel like we've said this before, like, using the word equestrian and then going to a trail ride, and they're like, you are a, a what? You was a a cool, a, 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 and I'm like.
1: A unicorn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> right. It's on my shirt, okay? It's on my shirt. We wear the, the sweatshirts <laughs> and the tees all the time, like. You have yeah. got to know this only means a person that rides a horse. Right. Like this does not mean, oh, you ride like the white people do. Right? That's not what that means. Right. Um, and even if I do, that's it's not like I want to ride like white people. It's like I just don't want to be bouncing all over the place and looking crazy. Right. Like, Sorry, I prefer to post. I don't want right. to be jiggling. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. I yeah. i feel you on that a hundred percent, and I I admire the the spiritual aspect of that because people people don't understand like when we get around these horses like they're like oh she she said they're talking to her oh it's not that I'm hearing him he say what's up you got food you know but it's it's a feeling and it's energy mm-hmm. and those kind of what i tell people like my horse he knows or i see the reaction in him when i'm not coming with correct energy
3: right and so then
0: i'm like you're right my bad brother right my bad let me reevaluate i'll come back eat a snack something you know and and then approach it differently so i feel like a lot of people i don't know if it's just because they don't they want to be cool, or like you said, the cowboy culture is popular right now. Um, but no, not everything needs to be on yeah. camera.
2: Yeah, and I would say too, like, just, because you know, going to, because, you know, trail ride culture is different in each area, you know. I, I haven't been to any North Carolina trail rides yet, okay, um, but I've been to, like, you know, Georgia, Louisiana, mm-hmm. and one thing that i can say is like people definitely know the the spiritual capacity of horses that's what draws them to them that's why they work with them because you can feel the presence of a horse but there in order to like honor that that spirit you have to be willing to undergo a certain level of like self-awareness you know and like self-criticism you know and that's just not something that our society is kind of encouraging and so we get these people who are like outside of in the horse world they're impatient they're like, you know, only have two emotions, anger and happy. You know, like depending on like drugs to survive the world. You know, like these these are the same people who are coming to horse work. And if not, if we're not facilitating their, their their work with the horses in a way that's responsible, then that that same energy is coming into with the horses. And it's like it's not fair to the horse because the horse don't care about what you got going on. You know, like
1: they didn't do right, nothing to you, right? Yeah yesterday i went and saw my horse ardent um i haven't seen him in it's been three months and when i was walking to go see him like i was just just feeling the vibes and i was like okay let me just chill out because he was he started to eat his grass really fast I'm like, why is he eating the grass like he was chomping down at the grass i'm like is he about to like charge at me or something like the energy was way out so i didn't like approach him and I was just like, I'm just staying here, and I'm just talking to him. Right. Eventually, like he was like, okay, I remember her now. And then he came over to me. But it, I'm not about to touch him because I don't know what he's about to do. Because it just felt right. off. Like it, it, it didn't feel like my artist.
2: <laughs> right. And and not only were you able to feel that, but you were like smart enough to just like, it's okay. I, just because I had one intention to come out here and go right away doesn't mean I had to move at that pace.
0: Right. Right. You respect that.
2: To me, about work on horses being able to create different approaches and plans and be responsive in the moment. Mm -hmm. This little mare I got off the chain, you know what I'm saying? Like off the chain and I love it, but you know, um, it it keeps you on your toes when it's like, you're constantly trying to receive how they're feeling, push them to to do better and like not stress them out.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. 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 And all the horses, all of them in the world, they're also different. Like, the three that I have, like, the old man, I know, like, when I come in the gate, they just wait a second, because he's gonna spin about three times, and his tail be swishing, I've been smacking in the face so many times, and then the middle one, he's, like, dopey, like, I'm just gonna come whenever, and it's just, they're so different, so I feel like, I really resonate with the people that can respect those differences instead of thinking that the horse has to mold to what their opinion a horse should be or what they should be able to do. Right. Um, I, I can really I can I can pinpoint those people, you know? Right. I feel like you can you can feel the people that actually understand versus the people that are like, I don't care. Right. I want to ride her right now today on right. a trail. Mm -hmm. right now regardless of what
2: happens and I don't and I don't because you know I do feel I don't want to make sure people don't think I'm being overly critical on trail culture because trail culture needs to be criticized but this is like cross-discipline like I see the like rodeos Mm -hmm. like you don't have to have a a distressed horse to win you know what I'm saying like Mm -hmm. um and and it's we've been conditioned to kind of like write off the 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 signals and symbols that a horse has given us that they're distressed Mm -hmm. um and so it kind of just makes us, yeah, it desensitizes us and our, our own spiritual abilities to kind of feel horses, you know, emotions and responses. And I mean, I see it all the way from dressage to, to yeah. the trails. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. We're only saying trail because that's what we have been around right. most recently <laughs> disclaimer, fans <laughs> and family. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I completely, we, we, um, last couple of interviews have been talking about walking horses um and we have one person that trains them uh with pads and then we had another person that worked at the usda under the horse protection act mm-hmm. um so having those two people like almost back to back it was like okay and And me, as a barefoot walking horse person, <laughs> I'm just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so what's next you know so I, yeah, it's definitely not just a trail thing, you know it spanning all disciplines, you know the the things that we do and the things that we expect from these animals um definitely varies, but the spiritual connection and the respect for the being i feel like that's not something that changes
3: you right, know over right. this
0: like you either have it or you don't right so um yeah i'll be i'll be excited for the conversations that come from those episodes
2: oh yeah, I'm, yeah. i can't wait to listen I, i've listened to all the episodes y'all i'll be out here listening
1: <laughs> i'm so glad <laughs> i'm so glad what do you think has more power, pictures or words?
2: Uh, as it relates to my work, I would say I need both. You know, because I got a lot to say, but you can't say everything. Um, and I and that's something that's a realization I came through to through the Wild Talk work is like I was taking these images, and at first I was just like, you know, I, w- I haven't shared all my work, but I'll share images and just leave, let the image do the speaking for itself. And I'm like, mm, there's, you know, there's a story a narrative that can be told and become you know become powerful if we use words with them um so i think the pairing together is super magical um especially in this moment now where people are like not trying to read which i'm starting to realize too because i'll be on i'll be on instagram like, let me write me a whole essay because y'all need it but it might even nobody read that that
1: more. <laughs> Anyone want to say on comments when the caption is long? It's like more. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just see the rings. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. No. I. The value of reading. Saddle up and read. You know. we're touching on that, we're trying to do our part.
2: Yes. And that. I see y'all, and it's so important.
0: But even like to get into the Facebook group. Oh, like. There's like four questions. Are you in the Facebook group? I feel I just, like you I just, I just got added. Yeah. You just got added, right? They're not hard. It's just like to weed out like the weirdness and the bots and you know fake pages and stuff. Really not hard. And I kid you not, we have like ten
1: that just requests in there.
0: just sitting there. And I sent them a message like, "Hey, just answer the questions real quick, and I will get you in there." And crickets. And I'm just like. Okay, well, we just gonna sit like the value of reading it. It shows up for everybody. Come on, y'all. Yeah.
2: And and that's another thing that I, you know another shout out to Nashon. Shine. He gave me so many book recommendations. Um, and I'm like, if we just read sometimes, you know, maybe just if we just picked up the if we just read a few pages out of a book, as it relates to horses and like their their being and abilities. I'm like, we would be so much further because a lot of the information that we depend on is like we just kind of made it up you know and it's like actually y'all there's some stuff we can read that can tell us the truth you know and we can build a foundation from there Mm -hmm. um so yeah so even i I know a lot of times y'all work with like young people in reading but i'm like i'm really interested in like black horse culture adults you know like taking on some some readings and unpacking how it can change our relationship to our animals
0: yeah yeah that would be interesting that would be interesting and i know
1: where to start like it's just hard like i made a post i'm just like what do y'all have against the what do y'all have against learning right like what is the issue Mm -hmm. right like we have to learn especially you know some of us have children what do you teach your children right because we can't with this whole that's just the way it is. That's right. how I do. It. This is the only thing I know. Well, there's more out there. Information is out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I, I think it might be an age thing, honestly, because I ran into that at work. Like, um, I know one of the doctors made a comment and was like, "Not everybody can be as excited about new things as abriana And I was like, like, what is that supposed to mean?" Like, I'm sorry, I like to do. Like I I like to do things to make the hospital feel like we're not just treating sick patients all the time. Like we started a garden, we tied our T-shirts, like you know, mm-hmm. social things. Right. Um. And you know, and then that comment was made, and as like a response to like uh, like I got other things going on, and it's like, okay, is your horse gonna suffer because you don't want to learn because you got other things going on? Right. Like, right. Right. You know that, I, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah,
2: it, it's it's um, yeah, it's it's been for but it's also been really affirming for me because you know I a lot of people that I rode with in um Atlanta, you know I I'm a much more humble person when it comes to horses. I'm not the kind of you know there's people who come in like I'm a trainer. Let me I can show you about that horse right there. Like and it's like, okay, and they're usually <laughs> the ones they're usually the ones who actually need to be doing the least with your horse. Mm-hmm. Um but i'm i'm just one of i'm not really i don't really i meditate when i'm around people and their horses because i'm like i don't you know unless it's solicited i'm not really trying to you know give you no advice not trying to get into no arguments about you and your horse Mm -hmm. um but like it's been really affirming for me as i've sharpened my craft by working with other people's horses and like you know i'll work with the horse and then the horse goes back to somebody and then it comes back to me and it's like being able to just have that kind of relationship with the horse. Reading has affirmed the things that I learned on my own, like through my own spiritual like cultivation.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, and to
2: me, that's what's been really powerful. Is like if you know horses already and you feel like you do good work, then like, you know, let's get more confident in that because you read something that affirmed what you had already found out. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I
0: love it. Yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. All right. Are you gonna say something? I'm about
1: to go. I was just thinking about. You know, sometimes when you cook and you don't always measure stuff, kind of let the ancestors. like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you let the ancestors measure it for you. Sometimes mm-hmm. like that with horses, like some things it just feels right. You know what I mean? Like this just feels right, and then for you to go and read it in a book, it's yeah, it definitely affirms it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like when I got my horse at six months old. I didn't know nothing about training them um weanling like. I just read books. I watched videos. Like I studied, I was reading all the time. I bought all these books and, you know, we competed for the first two years cause he couldn't do anything else. And then I got on his back and everybody's like, Oh my God, you broke your own horse. And I was like, it kind of wasn't like breaking.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like it was
0: just, he was just like, why are you up there? I mean, all right. <laughs> Like, it wasn't a big deal. And when I see all these videos, like, bucking and, like, oh, this girl, I had... It's, like, it's it's really not supposed to be that big of a deal. Hey, <laughs> when you going from the ground, mm-hmm. you know, to the bat, like, it's, it's supposed to be uneventful. Right. You right. know, in the ultimate grand scheme of things, you're supposed to have that relationship that it doesn't really matter. Right. So I... I've, I look through that lens every time I see somebody, like, having an issue with their horse. I'm like, just get off. Get off. And what is it that you want them to do? Can you get them to do that while you're on the ground? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, That's, it's,
1: might be more impressive if you, if you can do that. Like, all horses can buck. <laughs> right. Right.
2: <laughs> right. And, and I think it's something that we don't, also, we don't, talk about enough. I mean, I'm, you know, somebody who consider myself to be like very like land-based and like tries to be in sync with what the land teaches us and and communicates to us, um, Mm -hmm. I think we don't take into consideration like that a horse being in captivity does not change the horse's innate um, like instincts. Like a horse could live without us, you know, like we it actually does not need us. (laughs) Um, And then like what does that mean um as relates to like their learning practices and like our expectations of them because um, I'm definitely on like you know of course like on the, the building a relationship first wave and even with um you know lady I we I didn't I had no intention on riding her you know like, I was like we gonna ride whenever we it's time to ride but what's not gonna happen because I'm because mm-hmm. I, I like to start horses on bareback when I'm first working with them and like I'm like, well, not gonna happen. you not, we ain't going to be, you know, riding a buck, you know, like I know I can ride a buck in a saddle, anybody, you know, most people can ride a buck in a saddle, but it's like, I'm I'm not looking for that kind of reaction from a horse that I want to be moving towards like a much more pleasurable life, you know? Um, but it's like, when we go to these, these trails, when we go to even like, you know, people who make a lot of money off, off the horse game, these are people whose horses a lot of times, like don't have relationships to them. And, Honestly, the people are not interested in cultivating a relationship with the horse because they know they can just get another one if they have the money to do so. Mm-hmm. So then you get these 18-year-old horses that have all this potential and, you know, somebody going not have the patience to build a relationship with them to be able to help them reach it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm super excited to see where you guys go, however you decide to show it. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think we need more positive examples. And I feel like sometimes when we get into, like, Facebook, uh, discussions on certain things. Um, I, I saw somebody made the comment to Caitlin, like, you always just trying to be so positive (laughs) and it's like, absolutely. I'm sorry. (laughs) Who else is going to do it? Because
1: y'all aren't doing it. Okay.
0: (laughs) Like, like we have to, we have to, there has to be, you know, so many, positive examples because the negative ones are what people is what people are going to remember mm-hmm. yeah and what's replicated
2: and i will say y'all are doing an amazing job i was going to start saying that at the beginning i'm like y'all are doing amazing work and not only just for like the horse world and the equestrian community but like y'all really putting off for the south okay and like, y'all really putting <laughs> the north Kakilaki well and it's, and i think the 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 culture that you know we are part of and the culture that we're cultivating is like beyond this world. And it's like, we next up for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Thank you for that you so much
0: <laughs> because I'm like, what you said earlier, like I, I was looking on my Instagram, my personal Instagram and I haven't posted anything in a long time, but like you said, um, like trying to fix one being a perfectionist, But two, trying to figure out how to get your message out kind of in the way that you want it so that people can resonate with it and do something outside of you. Like, I don't want, I don't want people to see young black equestrians and always have to say, Oh, what's that? What are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? I want you to look outside of us, look past us, like, you know, look in your own life and see people enacting change look uh, you know online and find other people either doing the same thing or in a different capacity you know recycling or something you know just somebody trying to do more i just want people to do more and if we could be an example of that they're like oh i've never seen anybody any other black people ride horses like honey we're out there yeah I know it put a face to it, but
2: it be when I listen to the conversations, and you know, there's some people who are like, when I found that there were other black questions, it's just like, woo, you know, like we have to, we have to be doing, and that's some work that I'm like, I'm really committed to, is like we need to be telling the stories and creating visuals so people know, like, there's a whole black world of people who get their life with horses, Mm -hmm. (laughs) y'all, like we literally survive off of the passion that horses cultivate in us and it's like it's not it's almost not fair that particularly because a lot of this this population is like southern based you know and a lot of it's like rural southern based it's like because that's where we are does not mean that we don't deserve to have our stories told and be seen you know um and so that's yeah i'm really about that work like let's just go to trail rides let's like pick a person every year to highlight and produce a docuseries about them like yeah. That's kind stuff that I'm really into, because it's so there is so much rich like information and like mm-hmm. wisdom um mm-hmm. that is that is embedded or intersects at the that horse
1: world. Yes, mm-hmm. you need to get it and share those stories before they die like yes. people people die, and they yeah. take their stories, their wisdom, they take their talents with them, and then yep. it's passed on, it's not talked about, it's forgotten
2: mhm mm-hmm. 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 yeah so you know you never know i'm like maybe you know we're gonna have a we'll get a, a crew of people a young black questions crew to like get out here and have a sponsored team okay we believe in resources uh yeah. going to the going to the rise to, to capture and preserve our culture
1: okay
0: Mhm. Mhm. yeah yeah yep
1: we like yeah. all
0: of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm just thinking back like wow, these are so many conversations that Kaylin and I have had like before this whole corona thing like mm-hmm. I'm just like I we we have places that we wanted to go like specific businesses like there's a um is he a saddle maker in Virginia mm-hmm. or does he have just a tax shop? I can't saddle. remember. He's a saddle, saddle. maker. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um, just different places that we. I'm of
2: his saddles, okay. <laughs>
0: right, right, and I I can't remember it off the top of my head because it was a while ago that we talked mm-hmm. about it, but um, but different places in like these these hidden gems that. You know how else are we gonna find out? They're right. in such small rural places where, you know, everybody within a 50 mile radius might be like, oh yeah, that's the person to go to, but. Right outside of that, you know, once they pass on, a lot of times you know, their descendants don't follow in their footsteps Mm -hmm. or don't value the work they've done because they didn't get a degree or Mm -hmm. they're not living in the fanciest house Mm -hmm. or whatever. But you would be surprised at the wealth that these people have, whether it be monetary or not. Mm -hmm. Right,
2: right. And that's And to me, that is, that's why, you know, two things. One, I feel like, um, you know, I don't consider myself, I I mean, I, okay. I'm a photographer, (laughs) but I don't, a lot of times when people think photography, they think like you just take pictures, you know? And it's like, I definitely use visual content, but I think it's important that we're working with these places and these people to help them, one, not only capture and preserve their information, but to like help them realize the visions they have while they're still here, you know? And it's like, how are we working with you know these like smaller you know boarding facilities or ranches or you know black folks with land and helping them strengthen their plans and their models so that or even their websites they're like their own storytelling tools so that they can you know <laughs> they can realize their their vision and it's hard work it's hard work okay
1: these websites be looking yeah. like I don't know PowerPoint slides <laughs> I'm sick of it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> honestly and it's not fair because their work is really great but.
0: Yeah. I know but I swear if I see word art one more time yeah, uh, I'm like Caitlin look at this <laughs> look at this look at this word art
3: <laughs> these great even, the even
2: on some of the flyers for so like the trail rides you know it's like it's just clear that it's a <laughs> we're not being invested in to have the skills to you to, <laughs> to, to <laughs>
1: No and and oh, like, way. I tried to be like, are we out of
0: those flyers? <laughs> I know. I'm like, just anything, just anything right. that I'm, I mean, it's it's not even like about me. Like, Oh, what I do is so great. Like, no, right. I can bring you into 2020. Like that's right. it. Like right. that's the start. Right. You know? right. If you want like transparent backgrounds and like splashes, like we can work on that, but I could at least get you to 20.
3: 10
2: right <laughs> but that's not but that 1990 it speaks to the leadership that we have in these spaces a lot of times they're not you know things have been going the same way they've been going for so long they're not really they don't even really want nobody else to make the flyer you know like they're not really looking for anybody else to come step in into leadership and so that's one of the things i'm interested in too is like how do we kind of cultivate cultivate a community with inside of community you know what i'm saying
1: I love them because I w- you should have been at the meeting that's all I'm <laughs> saying. i know man man <laughs> if i didn't have a temper
0: on me i i, I wish this ha- so so let's just <laughs> let's just say um what this is so uh, we are part of an organization a trail ride organization um have been you know our entire lives right mm-hmm. and so we were like trying to Create it into like a non-profit to actually be able to provide resources because the elders are getting sick like they are either coming short on bills or there's a lot of people in eastern north carolina um the weather like the hurricanes and stuff floods that area a lot so providing a support for like extra hay or or feeding or stuff like the u.s ef like they're doing their whole COVID relief do you think these black people are benefiting from COVID aid from them no because they're not riding dressage they're not doing eventing you know they don't even know those resources
3: mm-hmm. and
0: so we were trying to kind of create our current structure of association into something that would be more resourceful for these people and somewhere we could record the history of the entire association and all this stuff and oh my gosh like they made it seem like we were going to take over everything and get the white man in it Mm -hmm. and just like like we were some kind of swindlers and i was just like like it wasn't important to us
2: right, right.
0: like right. they they haven't been here they didn't know what like
3: what
2: yeah yeah and that I, it's like there's a resistance to difference one it's like just because it's different doesn't mean that it's not good y'all right. and then I think too there's a misunderstanding of what innovation is and looks like and like the usefulness of like because like p- putting our resources together that's like cooperation that's how that's like black you know like that's in our history that's how we survived and have the land that we have now you mm-hmm. know because we work together right. um and, and but it, it, it there is a yes there is a uh definitely a a gap between like the i mean the people who are in the culture who have solutions you know and the people who have the access to be able to help fast track some of those solutions mm-hmm. um yeah. But I, I think part of that, though, is, too, that because some people come to it as a hobby, you know, it's not people don't necessarily think about it, um, think about it in a way that's like, let's come to this with best practices. You know, like let's come to this with what makes the most, you know, sense. Um, but I think that's the new guard. OK, we are here and we're not that young anymore. You know, like we're not babies Like we're actually like adults who can like help shift the, the current landscape
1: yes yeah.
2: yes yes. yes it's a shame it's a shame like y'all got all the work that y'all are doing and it's like it takes sometimes it takes us to be recognized by other people for the own people our people in our own backyard will see you know our usefulness
0: you ain't said nothing but a word man and and i got to the point like where i was like no look this is what we do no look 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 guys this is what we've been doing look and then I realized, like, it doesn't matter. Like, y'all don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it, it's about, like, clinging on to, like, possibly what's the only thing they've had uh, seniority over in their lives versus, you know, them thinking somebody's going to take it over, take that away from them. And I'm like, I mean, I'm I want this to be a joint situation, but... Right.
2: I want to help relieve you. Like, you've been working so hard. I want you to be able to... Still enjoy what you enjoy, but not have to be so, um, you know, overworked. And I think that's another way that storytelling comes into play. Is like, you know, when you approach folks, like, okay, we want to talk about you all day, you know, like, and we're gonna record you, and we're gonna make a nice video about just you, and we want to like help, you know, make things a little better. You know, like, we want to do, we want to do both. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of can sometimes help buffer, <laughs> buffer the the intensity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to come with a different approach or not, but I just, oh, Caitlin, we just going to do what we doing. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Y'all should.
3: No, y'all absolutely should.
0: Edges, and just, edges. And just keep it up. Keep it up. I have, I, I know me and Caitlin, I mean, we, we have the same like ultimate vision, but we just have different parts of it. Like I would like to create like a green book for black businesses boarding barns tax shops like events that are consistently kind of in the same place mm-hmm. um so that when people go places or you know they can say hey i want to support you know say a black person has like a dude ranch or like an airbnb kind of situation like if i want to go to texas instead of staying in this hotel let right. me support you know this kind of thing or i'm in this area oh there's a black tack shop down the street like mm-hmm. you know i want to kind of create that kind of resource because even just for the horse industry period i don't know of anything that's kind of nationwide or um, even
2: regional you know like yeah absolutely. anything really <laughs> and, I mean, don't, like and don't search on the internet you know black owned horse ranch like <laughs> spam, <laughs> you know, uh like, you're not gonna find nothing. No, no. Yeah.
0: Um, but I know Caitlin is really big on the history as well and like documenting that and just creating some kind of resource for to allow people to share their history, you know, because once you start with somebody, you know, everybody's got their own story. Right. So um I just we'll we'll get we'll get there. I know
2: oh yeah we're gonna get there soon you know
0: yeah yeah but that was that was it it was around that time that we came across wild talk and we're like see what we could be doing if y'all cooperate look at these pictures and i and i I will say
2: i will say though you know i a lot of those the pictures i have from i mean some of them are you know i went with like my crew like we showed up with horses but there's somewhere, you know, I just showed up to a trail, like particularly in um, in Louisiana, the Blessed Sisters National Holiday Ride, which is like every year, gotta be there. Um, but I didn't I didn't know nobody going to the ride. You know, I was just in Louisiana, I had people in New Orleans, you know, but I think I think I found some people who ride on Instagram and they seen people on the street, went and kicked it with them at the stable, they told me it was a ride the next day. I drove the hour and a half and showed up and I was like hey, they were like, hey, and so, you know, now, now we family, and, and they were so grateful that I came and was able to, you know, do what I just, you know, take pictures and build relationship, mm-hmm. um, and I think sometimes, you know, that's what it takes, too, is like, just, sure. like I said, you gotta leave, leave where you're from, because sometimes people don't, they don't respect you where you, where you come from until you come back with yeah. something that they like,
1: yeah. we're gonna have so many clips from this episode i know
0: i'm like you were just such an amazing speaker like everything is just like bam bam i'm like yep I can't I look
1: at This ybe convention
0: <laughs> i know i know that that is that's been a uh something that has popped up
2: multiple so, times y- ybe convention mm-hmm
0: a
1: meetup, something,
0: Something, some kind of in-person situation, but it's so crazy. Like just the sheer power of networking is unsurmounted. Like it's just Mm -hmm. so, I mean, we just know so many, I mean, we got people in the UK, Mm -hmm. like people in France that are like hitting us up. And luckily I can like just read a little bit of French, but I'm just actually somebody in france yesterday hopped on to the uh the the diverse the mental health clinic and i was like hey it's not until next friday (laughs) (laughs) like you can't get in there now (laughs) but their registration and everything was in french and i was just like oh my god yeah no we got people in the uk supporting us and then i walked down the street and it's like right right
2: yeah (laughs) But that's so, yeah. And I, I'm my my big thing about like building and scaling up and growth is like I only build from alignment. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm past where I'm trying to convince people to to work me. Like I, am, me and my skills are very valuable, <laughs> and there are people who recognize that, and those are the people I need to be seeking out and working with people who understand the value of that or are interested in the value of it. Versus convincing people just because we're in close proximity that that's you know what I need to be doing. And so, like, I'm like, yeah, let's talk. We don't have to talk outside of the podcast episode too, because I'm like, you know, I think, I it's real. It's really possible for there to be like a YBE convention, YBE retreat or meetup, You know, that is sponsored. You know, these are the kind of gatherings that you know these larger you know equine institutions need to be helping to resource. You know, mm-hmm. to encourage diversity. These are the kind of things that the trail ride culture needs to be like supporting and sending young people to, because they we need to be you know improving education. Like that's necessary you know it's, it's a shame we don't have it yet so it's gonna come and the resources that are flowing are on their way
1: yes you gotta make me stand up i know right
0: like i'm gonna just play this episode over and over just, right, like, i need a reminder this got tomorrow. <laughs> is tomorrow i know right Ugh. <laughs> yeah so we have a schedule but some. Okay. <laughs> depending on the episode we be like no nah, we need this one sooner
1: <laughs> right y'all need to hear this word <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait this has to come out after the uh the the mental health clinic though because okay. i don't know wanna...
2: I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be there i register
0: yes yes i, I am so excited for that like i know, you know it's it's like our first
1: I guess,
0: big event. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, like, with this whole coronavirus thing, like, I know that it's not good for a lot of people, um, but I feel like, for so many, it's been, like, a blessing in disguise, like, the world has, yeah, the world has just slowed down just enough for us to catch up, you know, with all the the desires, and the dreams, and some of the stuff we wanted to achieve, but we felt like we didn't have enough time, or we were chasing time, but now with it slowed down a little bit, I mean, I'm, I've am i been working the whole time, but I'm like, the people that, you know, commute 30, 45 minutes a day, you know, back and forth, um, like, that's an extra hour and some change in your life that you can do other things. It doesn't even have to be anything great. I mean, it could just be chilling at home
3: right. or
0: going out in the garden or reading a book, but like just extra time in your day. Like I I just feel like this whole thing is kind of a a perspective bringer and you know, just allows some people to to get that extra that they didn't yeah. have before. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's it's funny. I I went I wasn't supposed to pick up um Lady and move her to the spot she's at now until like uh, like a month or about three weeks after I the actual day I did because the quarantine started heating up. I was like, oh no, I'm not gonna be on lockdown without a horse. (laughs) Like, let me go pick up my horse so I can be on lockdown and be you know productive in the ways I need to. Uh, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So tell us, tell us how we can support Wild Talk. Um, because I see you have a Patreon um you know i know i don't really know how patreon works but i know that you got some stuff on your website so tell us how we can support that
2: yeah so you know right now i i think the number one thing is like if folks are aligned with wild talk and want to support it and you know want to continue to see the work kind of grow i am um I do have a Patreon where people can, like, subscribe. It's, like, $3 a month if you want to subscribe. I'm going to probably start posting um, more, like, intimate, less public content up there. Um, but the other thing that I really tell people to do is just, like, follow, you know, and if opportunities that you seem like something that Wild Talk will be interested in or there's stories that you want to tell um, or you need to be, like, hyped up to do culture work, like, just, like, reach out because um, I'm a firm believer believer in, like, the more we do the things we want to do the more we're going to do the things we want to do <laughs> you know um and so
0: feedback loop
2: that's that's pretty much it really um and just stay tuned i think that you know there's a lot of things that i'm trying to um cook up and you know hopefully yeah everybody you know s- still supports them and see them as part of the culture yeah. oh, i love it yes
1: yes, right. yes. coming from wild talk
0: Yes, so shout out your socials and where everybody can find you, website, all that.
2: Um, You can follow Wild Talk on Instagram at WildTVLK. Um, On Facebook, it's just Wild Talk. And then our website is WildTVLK.com. And so if you are someone who's looking for stories, looking for images of Black Horse Culture, you can find that on the website. Um, But also if you're someone who's uh, working with an agency, a business, a project, nonprofit, or just have a vision that you want to realize and think that some, like, creative strategy could help you get there, feel free to hit us up.
1: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Young Black Equestrians. What did you take away from this week's episode with Wild Talk? Head over to YouTube and let us know in the comments. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. See you next week.